Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. Good morning, everyone. I am uh, a joy to be here as always. And I have a good word for the house, so we're going to jump into some things today. And I'm going to do some teaching, more than preaching perhaps, and give you some something to chew on for a while. Uh, give you some instruction on the journey we're on. And as we walk together, God's got some wonderful days ahead for us all. Amen. I have been involved in the ongoing saga that we're in with the uh, the challenge of faith with our brother Larry and his promises of the Lord. <clears throat> when I when I heard the last news a few days ago, the Spirit of God said, "The end is not yet." Amen. So I'm standing on that word and. Uh, <clears throat> We want to we want to be reminded, and I'm going to deal with some of this today. That our faith comes out of our spirit; it doesn't come out of our emotions. And emotions emotions can be filled up with all kinds of things. So we need to be careful what we fill ourselves with. And as we delve into some of the thoughts I have today, I want to want to remind you of that. That uh, as a church body, we have an emotional uh, container. So let's let's um, let's remember that the house can have a feeling and an emotion. So let's feed into the into the spirit of the house, and you all make up you all make that up. When you enter into the congregation, you bring something with you. So uh, it's not unlike uh, Mama watching the kids come home, and happened more than once where she said, "You're not bringing that into this house. You leave that. You leave that at school or wherever you're coming from, because that attitude is not coming in here." And when you enter the house of the Lord, be sure before you go into the pool to take a shower. Some of you remember those days if you ever had public pools. I didn't get one until I was about 14. We <laughs> we weren't allowed to go to public pools, right? <laughs> but uh, the sign said shower. Why? Because when you come into the assembly of the house, now I realize that many of us uh, escape <laughs> the world to come in here so we can get clean and get sh- shower. That's okay. We, we, we understand that. But keep... 
keep in mind you're bringing in an attitude of faith. And you're bringing in an attitude of courage and hope. Because uh, there's many of us here, many among you, that may need that encouragement in these days to come. So let's feed into the house and feed into the spirit of faith. And we do that on our individual levels. When we know Jesus, and I'm... I believe you do. When you know Jesus, then you know how to feed. You know how to draw from the Spirit of Christ. You know how to receive faith from the Lord. Do that on your own, and when you bring it together, there's a synergism of meeting together of the faith, meeting together of the spirits, meeting together of the saints of God, both seen and unseen. When we enter the house, when we gather together, Paul said, when you're gathered together, you're gathering with the saints, both gone on the other side of the veil and the saints here. You're meeting with the angels that gather and uh, around the worshiping saints, they gather to do a lot of things. They worship with us and they also watch us and are amazed at our journey. So come into the house of the Lord as we do in these days ahead of us with, with that type of faith. And I believe that we can, we can touch, um, we can touch something we can't touch alone. That's why the, Paul said, "Don't forsake yourself from the assembling, assemble, and do it much more as you see the days approaching." Now, in Paul's day, or the writer of the of the gospel, in those days they had some challenges, didn't they? So he said, "When you see that, meet together, fortify yourself." Prepare yourself for whatever's coming so that your faith fail you not. Amen. Any of you ever had a faith failure? (laughs) You haven't lived five minutes unless you have one of those. Why? Because that's the challenge of walking by faith. And uh, sometimes we stumble. And one of the reasons we have the elders of the church is because in those times when sickness hits us, it hits our faith, it hits our emotions. It hits our ability to, to, to believe. So what do we do? We call the elders of the church, and they bring in. Now, the elder is not a man or an individual. It's that spirit of the house, and it, can, it is also individuals, sure. And when they come in to our presence or into our spiritual world, which is really limitless, isn't it? There's no, there's no separation. When you pray for Pastor Malky, you are... In his presence, there's no no distance. And when that happens, then the elders bring in faith. They bring in that courage. Amen. Hallelujah. When you that came to the altar and every Sunday, I know this is is probably a, a very unique experience. I go to a lot of churches. I don't see this. Matter of fact, I don't see many elders left in a lot of the churches. Uh, That's another story. We won't go there. But when you come... And gather around that saint that's kneeling there. You're bringing your faith and adding it to their maybe fledgling or weakened faith. And there's a, there's a blending together of souls and spirits. And that's why when you get up off that altar, it's not just the Holy Ghost, it's not just God, it's not just Jesus. It's the saints of God because we are one with Christ. You are not separated from Christ. You are one with Christ. Amen. I would think in the uh, journey that I've been on for a long, long time, the biggest uh, challenge saints of God have, you and I, saints, Christians, is the uh, 
is the loss of confidence that, number one, God still loves us. Number two, I'm still accepted by the Father and by Jesus. And number three, or maybe in some kind of order, I can't be that close to Christ because I feel so lousy today. (laughs) Well, those are all deceptive lies by the enemy. So I want to talk to you today about hearing the voice of the Lord and how we hear the voice of the Lord. And I want to give you some practical tips as we spend a little time together. Now, I realize some of you are such skunks that you don't deserve any of this. So just tune out because you're hopeless. So I I, I realize that. (laughs) I'm just trying to to reach your emotion there for a moment. so, So you'll hear me that you are the choice of God. You have been chosen by the Lord, and his grace, his mercy forgave you, and his grace sustained you. His mercy covered your sins, forgave them, and it's the, the grace of God is the enabling, enabling power, the enabling power, i got to get it out there, of Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the grace of God. So I want to, uh, just want to stir your hearts up a little bit today. Amen. <laughs> I got carried away the other day. This is my first venture out of the house for about three months. So if my voice is a little foggy and rough, it's just getting broke back in again. You'll bear with me. <laughs> Amen. I, uh, I got sidetracked the other day. I, I just did a service up the river a little bit yesterday, Friday. I was talking about uh, my latest, my latest uh, passion. In the flesh, and I do have passions in the flesh, is the uh, reconstruction of my 1936 Ford. It's uh, been chopped. It's got a big Chevy engine in it, and I paint that. I'm painting my Chevy engine blue so the novices can't tell it's a Chevy. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I'm watching most of this. My son's doing the hard work, but uh, it, and so we ordered our paint the other day. It's going to be a it's going to be a red, deep red, kind of a, ooh, I'm feeling the anointing right now. <laughs> you get stirred up like you want to. I'm stirring my spirit up right now. So we got a sale on this paint that I ordered, and we sent for a whole bunch of it the other day. But along with it came a bag of, of metallic chips, and that makes it sparkle. So when we are going to get to it, it's not yet, another few months, we pour those chips in to that gallon of paint and stir it up. Now, here's the problem. If you let that paint sit too long, those chips sink, and you've got to stir it up again. That's what Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gifts that have been given to you. And I'm just a big stir stick today. I'm going to stir you up. To, to, be, to be reminded of who you are in Christ, to be reminded of your righteousness, to be reminded of the faith that God has given you that's from him, not your own, you know, your own strength. It is we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. So we draw, we're embellically connected to a life source in our world with no oxygen and no life, we have a life source that gives us life and faith and hope. So I want to do that today. And we're going to, I want to give you some practical 
tips on how to recognize and step in and walk in that faith life and that faith world. Amen. Ephesians 1 and 16, Paul opens up um, some thoughts here, and I'm just going to read a few verses as we go along. He says in that 16th verse, do not, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. If you had a, if you had a wish list, I think that'd be in my high part that Paul would just mention me in his prayers. <laughs> How about that? I don't want old, you know, Fred the loser over, I hope your name's not Fred, Fred the loser over there. I want Paul the apostle mentioning me in prayer. Now, he said, I, men- I-, I mention you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to the big guy now, let's, 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 let's see how powerful this source is. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, and just to make sure you know who it is, he's the Father of glory. He's the originator, he's the source, he is glory himself. Paul says this, The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. That's me and you, isn't it? We're believers. (laughs) Some of us believe a little, some of us believe a lot, but we're believers. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be zodzoed, saved, delivered, made whole. So, when you do that, you're in the believer camp. Over to God. You say, well, I'm weak. Well, that's okay. You're still a believer. <laughs> he said, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. I'm not interpreting this or even trying to bring insight out of the words or the structure, I want you to feel the spirit of this verse. As I speak it into your spirit, I want you to understand something is penetrating into your heart and giving you the life out of this verse and scripture and the sense of it. And as it happens, you're going to feel an exhilarating lift in your emotions because our emotions are directly connected to our inner man. This is why when we pray in other tongues, we feel something change. The Bible says that I should, in in 1 John, he said, praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in the Spirit, building yourself up as an edifice or a tower, higher and higher. So when we pray in the Spirit, something happens inside that affects the outside. Amen. If you have a slave mentality... Or come from a slave nation in the, in the physical. They can tell an American in Europe by the way they walk and hold their head and that they look at you. Those nations that are, have been under the, the rule of the dictators and communism look down. They don't look people in the eye. An American walks with their head up most often and they understand by their stride they are not intimidated. 
Why? Because inside there has been a, a, an inbred freedom and independence that causes us to feel like this is my town and I'm going to walk where I want. Now, in the spirit, when we begin to, when we, when we feed the spirit spiritual food, and one of them is praying in tongues or meditating before the Lord or being in his presence and studying the word and reading the Bible, those are all in, in, inputs. Something happens to the inner man called faith or the stirring up of your gifts and you, you lift your head. You stand upright, and, and, and <laughs> as much as some of us can in our season, okay, we stand upright and look it in the eye. We're not hiding our head. We look that thing in the eye. David looked at his Goliath before he slung the sling, sling the slung, slung the rock, threw the rock, <laughs> chucked the rock if you're from Tennessee, okay? <laughs> he, 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 he saw, he looked him in, he, he looked at him. He didn't just say, oh, God, help me, and we'll throw it somewhere. So I'm just encouraging you to hear that voice, hear this scripture. I'm still reading the verse. (laughs) Oh, it's hard not to preach. Okay, let's go here. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Every name that is named. I heard a name this morning when Sister Kathy As I know her, <laughs> I think Grace is in there somewhere. She named a name, and it brings fear to most of us. But above every name is the name of Jesus. And when that comes by you, you and you hear that big C word, and, come, and all of a sudden fear, resist it and come back into the, into the spirit, stir yourself up. Because every name that is named on earth is below and underneath the foot and the domination and the rule of one name, the name of Jesus. In every walk, every step we take, everything we do, every business deal, every business we start, every sickness we have, every relationship that's ever having trouble, the name of Jesus is above it. All right, I'm getting sidetracked on some, <laughs> that's a good road to be on, but let's move forward. In this age, in the age which is to come, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things, which is in his body, the fullness. Now, I added a little bit to that scripture. It says, even if you're the little toe, you're still on top of the sucker. Okay, you're the body, right? <laughs> okay, even if you can muster up just, a, just enough courage to know, well, if I'm in the body, I'm just a little toe. Well, you're still on top of it because his foot is on top of that sucker. All right? Now, I want you to ask the Lord to see and hear today. And I'm going to, I know, I know I walk in a special world and God loves me more than he does you. I I accept that. I'm not going to argue with that. But I want you to begin to say, Lord, I want to see and I want to hear. It's not regulated to the quote-unquote prophets, spiritual people, or whatever. It's the believer. You have Jesus in you, just like everyone else. All right. I want you to ask the Lord to see. I want you to put yourself in his presence. I want you to be still and know that I am the Lord or I am God. God's open for you to see. He wants you to see into the things that are 
invisible. When you see in the spirit, it gives confidence. You begin to be confident. If you can see the outcome of some of your trials, you'd have more confidence. If you can see the promises, which are future outcomes, which are promised outcomes. The promise in the word is a future picture of the outcome of what you're going through. That's a promise. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Wow, how many times have I drawn on that and drew on that? You know, God grabbed a hold of it when I was in a tight spot. Never leave me, feeling alone, feeling rejected, feeling... (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Excuse me, I got sidetracked on some of my pain. (laughs) How much confidence do we have when we can really see and hear God's word, God's voice, and God's stuff? All right, Lord... Second, Second Kings six seventeen, classic story. Prophet talking, you know, praying for his servant. Lord, open his eyes that he may see horses and chariots and army of the Lord. And if there's ever been a time that you and I, as Americans, need to see past the news reports and see some horses and chariots of God, it's now. Yeah. If you are kind of glued in to just watching reports and listening to the standard news, I'd suggest you have a sabbatical for a while because it's going to be all bad and half of it wrong and um, every day it changes. And when it does, your emotions go like this. I would say just discontinue for a while and tune in to what God is saying to the house, to the church, and to this current challenge of faith. And I, I can't carry the world on my shoulders emotionally. Every once in a while, you know, there'll, there'll be a news report, uh, a person in China had a problem. I, I'm sorry, I, I have compassion, but it's limited. I can't go to China and get emotionally involved with a person who got hurt or some kind of sickness. I'm using that as an example. I'm not against the Chinese precious people there, but I'm just saying there's a limit to my emotional basket. And so if you're trying to fill your emotional basket with the world's problems, with the wars and the rumors of wars and the economy and the dollar falling or rising and the stock market, you have such an overload that it's, it's no wonder we don't have you know, time to pray or even the emotion to love our neighbor. We're just, you know, we're so full. So unload some of these things and begin to fill them with hearing and seeing into the will and the purpose and the love of God. You know, the Ten Commandments, did you, did you know how the Ten Commandments came along? I don't know if you've been taught this lately, but uh, there was some old boy going through the wilderness and he ran into an angel. And uh, the angel said, I've got some commandments from the Lord. He says, oh yeah? He said, what do they cost? He said, well, the angel said they're free. He said, I'll take ten. <laughs> That's, <clears throat> now, <clears throat> Could be, I don't know, I just heard that along the way. But those, those promises of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord, the, the things God's given us is what we live by, isn't it? All right. So, hearing and seeing, how do I hear, how do I see, why would God want my eyes open? God wants to take the mystery out of the supernatural, He wants to take the mystery out of prayer for the sick, out of speaking and knowing God's going to answer. 
And it's not, it's not re- reserved. Again, I say it's not reserved for the special. It's, it's given to the believer. It's given to you and I, the believer. Amen. You know, uh, most everybody believes that the, that the devil talks to us. Did you? Most everybody in here believes the devil. Why we call it temptation. And then there's those little cartoons about the devil over here speaking in our ear, you know, and, and temptation and a little angel over here saying, but I have trouble convincing a lot of the church that God actually speaks to us. It's an amazing thing in church that God, they say, I know the devil spoke to me because he wanted me to do certain things. No, God speaks to us. So how does he speak? How does he get through to us? Let's take a little survey on how we receive. There's, through this building right now, there's thousands of voices shooting through here. All kinds of waves, micro from micro to internet and so forth. What you need to, to hear is a receiver. If you had a television, you'd get a picture. If you had an internet, you'd get a, you know, a text or whatever you got. And uh, God help you if you're on your phone right now because I'm going to ask the Lord to burn your battery up. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're on the Bible, Bible app. Unless you're on the Bible app or the notes. Okay. Whoops. Almost burned Sister Kathy's phone up there. Okay. She, she's legal. She's legal. She's taking notes. Okay. <laughs> What is our receiver? Our receiver is our five senses. Our five senses. We can count them off, and I'll count them off for you in a minute when I have notes, okay? Five senses. There's five of them. 1 Timothy 4 and 14, and Hebrews 5 and 14, talks about our senses that are trained by practice. Our senses have been trained by practice, and it's the only way that we come to maturity is our senses trained by practice. I saw a cartoon in the magazine somewhere years ago. It's always stuck with me. The old boy's laying on the couch, and he's got the beer cans and the ripped T-shirt, and he's overweight, and he's been laying there a long time. And there's a set of barbells next to his couch, and, and, and the lady of the house is vacuuming the floor. And she's got the vacuum in this hand and the barbells in this hand. She's lifting them up, and this, this arm is just huge. She has picked those barbells up so often by the old boys just, you know, <laughs> vegging. And it's, it, it just stuck with me that whatever, you know, just the exercise of that thing. You've got to exercise your muscle unto maturity. And practice is where we begin to hear the voice of the Lord. Now, the five senses are the outward, the natural side of God's gift to us. This is how we navigate, isn't it? We see, we hear, we touch, we smell, and so forth. That's the outward side. When you're navigating through life and you get something, you get close to something that smells wrong, you navigate around it. Or you get away from it. You see danger, you navigate around it. Or you see pleasure, you go toward it. You hear comforting words, you're attracted. You hear words that are scary, you walk away. That's a navigation to get us to our destination, our natural water. I want to just show you the spiritual side of your life. You have five senses, just like they parallel and they represent, they're represented on the natural side, just as they are on the spiritual side. And if we begin to understand that, we can understand how to hear the voice of the Lord. And one reason we miss the voice of the Lord, because it sounds a lot like us. And we say, I just, that was just me. That was just my mind. Oh, I made that up. Now, I'm going to tell you what you don't make up in the natural. You're going to make it. 
you're going to be okay. You're coming through. This thing is not unto death. We're going to win. You're going to have finances. That's not a natural inbred into your own spirit, into your own mind. That's coming out of the Spirit of God. And when you hear that, it's not just you making up a good story so you can be encouraged. It's God speaking into your system of faith that you're going to be all right and it's coming out of the Spirit of God into your spiritual ear and you're hearing the voice of the Lord. Now, if you'll, if you'll exercise that like a muscle, like the old girl picking up the barbells, you'll, have a, you'll, you'll be trained and practiced unto maturity. Amen. When I was about uh, 16, I just had my driver's license in Southern California. In my old 48 Ford, we decided, three of us Pentecostal boys, decided to go to Big Bear and camp out for two or three days. So we took off, took off and we were kind of in the, in the area of life where we were trying to spread our wings outside the church perimeters. And so to do that, we wanted to learn how to speak different. And so we, were st- we, started, we started exercising our, <clears throat> our cursing. We wanted to learn how to curse. We wanted to learn how to say dirty words and stuff like that. And so, so we began, and you, you know, you can't just start. You gotta learn how it fits. You don't just throw these words out. They gotta flow together. So for two or three days, you know, we were practicing using, I, I don't know, two or three words that were illegal in the church. And, 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 oh, we were, and so, and so I, we're up in the mountains and, you know, what's Big Bear like? two hours away or three hours away from Long Beach. And, and uh, I'm a heavy sleeper, and my, we're in the tent, and who drops by on the way to the store but mom and dad and grandma? <laughs> you know, on the way to the store, right? <laughs> and, they tra- and, they, and they tried to wake me up, and, and, and I've been practicing now cussing for three days. And guess who starts cussing in their sleep in front of grandma, dad, and mom? Hard lesson. I never did it again. My days of cursing were over. Hallelujah. So the muscle you use is the muscle you'll use. The muscle you exercise and practice with is the muscle you'll use for life. And in hearing the voice of the Lord, this is how it works. Okay. Number one, smell. First Corinthians 2.14 says that we, we, there's a sweet aroma of the knowledge of God. <laughs> a sweet aroma. Now, in, in the natural, sometimes you pick that up in your nose, the perfume of heaven comes through. And it seems like you're smelling it here. But really, I walk into a place and I can smell the pr- presence of the Lord in my spiritual senses. Amen. You hit some, so you hit some peaks in worship today, and I want to, I want to say to the worship, the spirit of worship in this house, uh, it's the, it's the vanguard right now where you are, and just continue to keep that worship going because it's going to take you through this journey you're on. And there were some things happening in the worship this morning that, if you weren't aware of it, some supernatural uh, doors are opening and and open this morning. That's the spirit of the house. You can smell it when you. Practice, just practice sensing the presence of the Lord. It's a sweet aroma. Amen. Amen. Um, hearing. Hearing in the natural. Hearing in the spiritual. Matthew 3, 9. Um, ears to hear. Anyone that had, Jesus used this a lot, didn't he? Anyone that had, if you have ears to hear, hear this one. And what is he talking about? He's talking about that ear of the Spirit. Not hear. You know, there was elders and 
bad guys in the crowd that wanted to kill him. They weren't hearing anything. But there were, there were others that were hearing life. And they said, no man has ever spoke like this man. They heard something different. It's that inner ear. When you came to Christ, you heard something. It wasn't reason. It wasn't mind gymnastics. You said, oh, that's what I need. That's what I want. I've got to have that. What it, you heard a sound from heaven. And it was, I love you. I forgive you. I'm here for you. Come in. Whatever the sound was, you heard something that changed your life. Amen. Do something with me just for a moment. Hearing. We're talking about hearing now. Just close your eyes. Guard your purse. <laughs> Might be someone who need your money. Okay. Guard, uh, um, don't get distracted, George. Stay on track. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> all right. I want you to. I want. I want you to say your name in your mind, not out loud. Just think of your name. And I would say, if you're wired right, you heard something in your head. You could hear your mind say, George. Well, not you, but that was me. You see, you hear even when it's silent. There's an ear inside. Anyone has ears to hear. The same way, the way you heard your name is the same way you hear the voice of the Lord. There's the voice of God, and then there's the voice of the enemy. He's, he's whisper stuff that we don't need to have. And there's the angelic. angelic. The angelic voice are messengers from God, aren't they? They bring messages. They give us instruction, guidance. So there's a number of voices that speak. But, but the scripture says here in Mark 4, take heed what you hear. Now, in our early days, I, I start out by, well, I don't want to listen to this program. I don't want to watch this movie. Sure, that's a good start. But really, it's that inward swirl that happens that we need to be careful what we're listening to in our own thinking. And if you have a consistent thinking of, of remembering, you know, the put-downs and you won't ever and you're a dummy and and nobody likes you and you're a failure that came out of the past maybe from some parents or teachers just put that get the blood let let the blood of christ cleanse that part because you stop listening to that that's not the voice of god to you and how we learn to hear the voice of the lord is scriptures meditation in his presence my dad's been on the other side of the veil a long time. He visits me all the time in my dreams, but that's another story. And he, we, we talked all the time on the phone. And when he called me up, I had this, I had this set of, of strict instructions. What's your mother's maiden name? What's the code? How many apples are there on the tree? You know, all those things. No, I didn't. I knew his voice. I knew his voice because I'd heard it so often. I'd been raised with his voice. And after you exercise the muscle, you'll, you'll know that's the voice of God or, you know, the voice of the spiritual input and not the voice of the enemy or the voice of God. So, hearing. Hearing. In the same way that you hear, okay, seeing, natural sight, Hebrews 12, 1 says, fixing your eyes on Jesus. So there must be an inner eye that we see, not just this one. An inner eye that we see and we look at 
We look at the cross. We look at the, the blood. We, we, we look at the resurrection power. We see the, the, the consistency of God's faith to us. Amen? I'm taking the shortcut this morning, so we're coming in for a landing. I'm going to pray for you in a minute. David said, Acts 2.24, David said, I saw the Lord always before my eyes. Now, that's a filter. That'd be a filter. Everything I look at, I look at through the prism of God's filter, which is faith and consistent promise. And Psalms 91 is a good filter. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Wow. If you... If you get involved in the news, you're going you're gonna to hide in the house unless you know Psalms 91. I'd never get on the freeway unless I know Psalms 91. I mean, who in the right mind drives onto these uh, entry points on a freeway and here comes 400,000 pounds of tin down this, going faster than I am, whizzing by me. If I didn't have Psalms 91, I'd stay home and sell my car. Well, I'd, I'd keep it, just, just sit in it. But are you catching this? Filter. Filter what you see, filter what you hear through the Word of God and through the things of God. Okay, feelings, physical versus spiritual. How many know you can have pain on the inside? That's, that's an inward feeling, isn't it? Someone slugged you, hit you in the face. As a teenager, we thought that was, you know, that was just part of life, you know, getting a fight or something, but... But it's the wound that goes inside here that hurts the longest. And, of course, we know God heals that, but that's that inner inner feeling, isn't it? So we have outward feelings and inward feelings. (laughs) I heard a story. I heard a story about a guy who was in the home, you know. He was in there because he was... Wasn't thinking too clear, and they so they were going to give him an examination to see if he was bright enough to go, you know, go go out. So they they started this. uh, Elmer, what's uh, what do you do with your nose? He says, I smell. Okay, that's that's a good start. What do you do with your fingers? He says, Well, I feel. Well, you're, you're sounding better all the time. He said, uh, What do you do with your ears? He says, I see. Okay, okay, Elmer, hold on, hold on. What, let's go over this again. You got the hands and you got the nose and so forth. What do you do with the ears? He says, I see. No, no, no. He says, well, Something's wrong here. No, no. What do you mean by that, Elmer? He says, well, if I didn't have my ears, my hat would fall over my eyes. I couldn't see. That's two jokes you've graciously laughed at. Thank you. (laughs) So, but you know you uh, you can see with your hearing. You know you can see with your hearing. Do, do it again. Close your eyes, and I'm going to say the word donut. Donut with sprinkles. Close your eyes. What do you What do you see when I say donut? See, you're 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 seeing something inside that inner eye because you heard something because you can see with your ears. <laughs> now, if you put that in your mouth, you would see by taste. If you touched it, you know the little. You'd see by feel. So there's a lot of ways to see by all the senses that we have because it's interchangeable inside and outside. Amen. 
So be careful what you hear, little children, because what you hear is what you're going to perceive or see. You're going to see victory or, 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 or defeat by what you're hearing. People around you feed all kinds of garbage. You're going to see your future. That's why faith is so important to hear and listen to, isn't it? Amen. Okay. How are we doing? Are we catching it? Smell, taste, feel. Many facets to it. The last one, number five, taste, Psalms 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalms 119, 103, how sweet are the words unto my taste. <laughs> you ever get into the scriptures and all of a sudden it just tastes so yummy. You want to read it again. Then you read it again and it just tastes better. There's, there's something inside that you can, almost, you can almost taste it. My wife and our seven new grandkids, we just, we, the oldest one's seven years old and the youngest one's three months. And if you don't believe that faith works, we've been believing God for grandkids for 40 years. Okay. And they finally came. Short story. And she's always saying this, I'm just going to eat you up. I could eat your face off. When she, there's something, she wants to have the sweetness of that little face inside of her. And that's her statement. I'm just going to eat you up. That's the way it is with the word of God. There's a taste that happens when we begin to break open the book. Glory to God. And I know this is physical, but there's, a, there's something in the spiritual. When I can, I'm, I'm, I'm meditating or I'm alone, you know, I'm sitting just reading something and thinking about God. I just open my book and set it over my face and something happens to my soul. It's not an idol. I'm not worshiping paper and ink, but there's an, act, there's an action in my, in my spirit, man. I'm just receiving something from the word of God and it goes down into my physical. And I can find another level of rest just by putting that Bible over my face. Amen. <laughs> but you can't do that. That's mine. That's my private, <laughs> private experience. Glory to God. All right. Now, what are we going to do with this? God's going to take his Holy Spirit reviewer where he comes Holy Spirit said he would bring everything to your mind that I've taught you so he does that now he's going to bring it by you this next week these next days as you think and meditate take some time and maybe some notes you've taken or a recording somehow and in these next seven days I'm giving you instruction and a, an encouragement to have a review of you hearing the voice of the Lord and you knowing God speaks to you. And there's going to be some practical things that happen. It's going to have to do with finding something in the house. That'll be, that's, I love that exercise. That's usually the beginning. Lord, where did I put that thing? And all of a sudden you see that sitting on the desk or you see it under the, you know, the covers, wherever it left. And, oh, there's where it is. That's the Holy Spirit training your ability to see and to hear. So in these next seven days, I want you to exercise unto godliness. Pick that weight, that barbell up and get that muscle strong because we're heading into days that the church must see and hear. We cannot go on as a church just following, you know, the voice of somebody and just always waiting for them to speak. 
We have been called to be plugged in directly to the throne of God because he, there's nobody in line but you. Amen. <laughs> you never have to wait online for 15 minutes to talk to somebody. He's always there, ready to talk. Amen. Now, Father, I prophesy over this house this word. I declare a renewed energy, a brand new breakthrough for some, a brand new revelation, a stirring for others. I pray, Lord, a heightened sense of the presence of the Lord in all that we do and say. I prophesy and release over the worship team realms they've not been into before that will take us into the presence of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I prophesy advancement. I prophesy breakthroughs. I speak to every household of victory and well-being and financial strength and physical health and the breaking of fear and the releasing of faith. I release over this house a whirlwind of fresh breeze from heaven. Glory to God. And when the tornado comes, it brings the fiery chariot. And that fiery chariot brings the anointing of the Lord. And we see resurrection power and new life flow in Jesus' name. I speak it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. 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 <laughs> I just testing the limit of my pacemaker. Glory to God. And it's working fine. Okay. <laughs> that's not a joke. Some of you think that's a joke. That's not a joke. I, I left the bedroom where Pastor was laying this morning and released the angels to minister to him while we were here with the presence of the Lord and the strength of God, they were there ministering while we were here worshiping. Praise God. That's how real it is. That's how close we are to that, those ranks of angels that deliver us. Hallelujah. Stand with me for a moment. I think we've gone a little bit over time limit, but I just want you to have a connection before we leave with that person next to you and and just take a hand. Don't have to everyone link, but just gather with someone so you'll feel that connection, knowing that we're not alone. Hallelujah. Feel the strength of that? Feel that? That's that word I opened up with, the faith of the house. And uh, I want you to speak to one another words of faith this week. Some text, some phone calls, some notes. I want you to speak to one another faith this week. Encouraging faith. If a face comes up before you, text them, call them up, and just speak faith. That's probably the, well, probably it's the Holy Spirit awakening you that you have a brother that needs encouragement or a sister that needs to hear a good voice of, 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 of reason and of, of peace. And just speak to them. Say, I love you. I love you. I, uh, I'm thinning down my theology notes. I'm wearing them all down and setting them aside. And I got one word. Love. That's it. If we don't learn anything else, we just love one another and love the Lord. 
And out of that springs all these other things. Oh my, I'm through. Now use your, use your nose or your spiritual nose and take a nice deep breath and smell the aroma of this house. That spirit that's here now. Just you can, there's a sweet aroma of heaven here. Amen. God bless you all.